Right, welcome back to another episode of the Cats Protection Shelter Medicine Podcast. My name is Sandra Milburn. I'm one of the vets here at Cats Protection. And today's topic is kitten socialization. So we're going into the world of behavior, basically. With me today, I've got Daniel Cummings, who's our behavior officer here at Cats Protection. Hi, Daniel. Welcome. Hi, <laughs> I'm good, thanks. How are you? Um, I'm good. I'm excited to be here at the Foremost Cat Podcast uh, out there. So it's uh, nice to be able to come and chat about kitten socialization. Yeah, it's something that you've sort of been really involved with recently, isn't it? So I thought it'd be a good time to sort of, while everything's still fresh in your mind, to try and talk about it now. Absolutely. Cast protection, we've been putting a lot of resources and effort into uh, kitten socialization, both as, as what we do as a charity, but also to make those resources available for uh, for all other people. So it's a, it's a really prime time for, for us to be talking about it. Perfect. No, that's great. So Daniel, just sort of by means of an introduction, can you maybe just tell us a bit more about your role here at Cats Protection and sort of, you know, what you do, your day-to-day role, if there is such a thing? <laughs> uh, well, my role is the, the title, I think you mentioned it, is Behaviour Officer. So it's quite an exciting and varied role. Uh, so part of it is to help implement the behaviour strategy across the charity. So that makes sure that we as a, as a charity are uh, following what we think and have identified and uh, sort of seen as the, the best strategy for be, uh, behaviour and welfare for cats to make sure our cats are happy, to make sure people who are taking on our cats know what information they need to, to make the cat happy. Um, the other side of what I do is sort of working on specific behaviour cases. So uh, if there's cats in cats protection care that have uh, need some uh, behavioural work or behavioural assistance, uh, I help the carers uh, provide that targeted behavioural support for the individual cat. And also if the cats go out into the home for the first six months, the cats are out in the home. Uh, if the owners have any trouble, we work uh, directly with the owners uh, to help provide that support with them to try and keep that cat in the home and, and make sure both cat and owner are happy. Mm, it's really important, isn't it? I think, again, it also just highlights the importance of sort of the mental aspect of health, isn't it? Because I think a lot of people, when they think of cat welfare or cat health, always associated with physical issues. So again, coming from a veterinary perspective, you think of that first. But it's really important to realise that, you know, the mental aspect and the mental health of a cat is so important as well, isn't it? Absolutely. I think it is partly because it's uh, harder to ascertain if the uh, cat is sort of, uh, I'll use air quotes, happy mentally, uh, as, as it were there. So the other aspects of the welfare needs, most people are aware of uh, the good health and sort of good diet, but the other aspects such as um, their need to exhibit normal behaviours, their need for the environment, what is a good environment, what is the right environment for the cat, and their companionship. And that those three areas all overlap the, the welfare and behaviour component. Uh, and a little bit tracks back to uh, what the kitten was exposed to in the, in the socialisation period, which is why uh, we're so keen to, to get this message out there, because my little motto for a lot of what I do is set the cat up to succeed, mm. and there's no better way to set the cat up to succeed to prevent behaviour problems happening in the future than, than kitten socialisation. Yeah, absolutely. Now I get that, which links nicely, well done, <laughs> to the whole kitten socialisation. So when you're talking about kits, kitten so- socialisation, what is this? What do you actually mean about, you know, by that or what does it entail really? I think it's a good question because a lot of people will use the word socialisation or socialise whether they're uh, just members of the public, people who own cats or even within uh, veterinary professions or rescue centres will talk about socialising cats uh, at various ages. Uh, We like to be nice and specific. The kitten socialisation, we are specifically referring to the uh, sensitive socialisation period for kittens. So that is roughly between uh, two weeks old and seven to eight weeks old. 
uh, during this time, uh, is, is, like I said, we define it as the, the socialization period. We want to expose the kittens to as much in the human environment that they're going to come in, into contact to in, in later life. At this stage, uh, they were more uh, willing to, to take it on. The fear response hasn't fully developed uh, as it starts to do towards the, the end. Uh, of the socialization period so they learn that things they encounter at this time if it is a, a positive experience is nice and normal things outside of the socialization period so after that eight week period i uh, can start to become uh, strange so they are less responsive to novel stimuli they can be more um, hesitant around and more fearful whenever they encounter if they haven't encountered it during the socialization period so the socialization period is effectively just teaching your kitten what is and I air quote again normal yeah. uh, for cats in the human environment and sort of setting them up to succeed going forward. Yeah, it sounds sensible, doesn't it? I mean, just from, a, again, going back to definitions and just to be clear on terminology and things like that, I know a lot of people also have heard probably about desensitization. Could you just sort of tell us what you what you see as the difference between socialization versus desensitization, just to be absolutely clear what we're talking about here today? Okay, yeah, massive difference. Socialization, like I said, is that um, period, uh, the two to seven or eight weeks old, when the kitten's brains develop and when they learn what's normal. Uh, desensitization is more of a behavior term. So we use that uh, whenever a cat or any other animal uh, has had negative associations with something, we would use the process of desensitization to change their associations to right. it. Yeah. So um, cats who have had bad experiences with a cat carrier, uh, they would need to be desensitized to the cat carrier. When okay. our kittens are uh, two weeks old and um, during the socialization period, they are unlikely to have encountered a lot of things. So at this point we are socializing them. And now typically socialization refers to um, living things. So uh, we socialize kittens to other cats and other people, but generally we use it as a wider term in this two day a week period of socializing to, to everything. So that can be uh, sounds as well, it can be objects, things like that. Outside of the socialization period, instead of what you'll hear a lot of people, th they'll say with adult cats, they say, oh, we're going to socialize them, or, mm -hmm. or with feral cats, we're going to socialize them. What we would say is you're either desensitizing them or you are habituating them is the sort of proper behavior word. So habituation is when the cat has no associations to something. So if you've got a, a 12 week old kitten, it's never seen a cat carrier in its life before, yeah. and you put the cat carrier out, them come up to explore that, that's them becoming habituated to the cat carrier. If that 12 week old kitten has really bad experiences with a cat carrier in the very short time uh, it's been alive, then you're gonna have to desensitize that right. um, cat to it as well. Uh, so very, very different, and we like to avoid using the word socialization outside of the socialization period because of how important the socialization period is, if you sort of use the word more flippantly, um, it can sort of take away from how important and how absolutely crucially important those first two to eight weeks are. If you're talking about socialization later when the uh, cat's six months old or, or even older than that, it is not the same thing and, sure. and nowhere near as vitally important as those first uh, eight weeks are. Yeah, it just shows you again how important it is to get things right right at the beginning and literally prevent problems rather than later on running into them and trying to undo bad habits, if you want to call it that, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my role as a behaviorist is largely reactive. Uh, people take a cat on, there is a, a problem and they want us to come in and solve when the problem is there. Mm. A lot of the times it's far easier to prevent the problem from happening in the first instance sure. and then you don't need to be so reactive to so the idea of being proactive rather than reactive. The 
big thing that come along comes along with this is a lot of it can stem back to the socialization period and um, so either they're not socialized they're not given appropriate socialization wherein uh, they've not been socialized to people so they are fearful of people yeah um, that is harder to undo when the cat is an adult cat. Now a lot of times, particularly working in rescue, people will assume if they take a cat on and it's fearful of people, they'll say, oh, the, the cat must have been beaten, it must have been abused, it must have had a terrible experience. While some cats may have had bad uh, associations with people, a lot of it stems down from just poor socialization. So mm -hmm. they have not been appropriately socialized in those two to eight weeks. So after those eight weeks, they're a bit unsure of how to take people. They can not form bonds. Uh, as well so they're just a little bit unsure so, so it, it's crucially important to to get in there early we know for example um, that kids need to be uh, exposed to at least four people to generalize that behavior of okay people are all, are all right yeah and we say four people four sort of different people so we can get different genders races different ages sure. you know, people in hats that's things, right all yeah. sort of variations they will be much better to generalize that behavior so there's a study done if they're socialized to just one person so if you've got one person doing really fantastic work with kins in the socialization period but they're only ever exposed to one person they can form attachments to people but they can then still struggle when meeting other people right. so one person might think oh I've got a really friendly cat here because they, they bond really well yeah. but because they weren't appropriately socialized and they weren't able to generalize that behavior they may, they may then struggle meeting other people the flip side of that is when people do not necessarily bad but inappropriate stuff particularly during the socialization period but then continuing on from that so one of the big problem behaviors that often comes is uh, cats that are shown misdirected uh, predatory behaviors or redirected uh, play behaviors which is uh, when the the kittens and cats try and attack feet and hands really as common as well actually isn't it yeah uh, that always comes up and a lot of that stems back from uh, whenever uh, people are using their fingers to encourage kittens to move and, and things like that and then they teach the, uh, the cats and kittens particularly at this age when it brings the problem that this is uh, a natural normal behavior mm. you should do that of course when they're a little cute and it's cute uh, kitten it's cute when they do it when they are uh, an older cat and they're bigger it hurts <laughs> launching themselves Absolutely. yeah, <laughs> yeah and that, that does come up a lot and we always see quite um, not for the, the individual, but quite funny videos of just how that behaviour has developed and, and it's a problem behaviour but it's, a, it's the cat as being a cat and it's just not being appropriately uh, socialised and, and then taught whenever it's out of that socialisation period. Okay, that's really interesting because in a way that already sort of answers, you know, what happens if we don't socialise kittens appropriately and that basically just leads to bad habits, if you want to call it that, which no fault of the cat really but also it just basically means that they will then have to undo all the the hard work that was done in, a, in the wrong direction basically isn't it absolutely if we're talking about um sort of lack of socialization or, or not very good uh, socialization but still having access to, to human contact what you are then getting is just a kitten that is not prepared for the human environment mm -hmm. if you imagine uh, most kittens that then go into domestic home environments are from breeders or are from rescue centers. Now, even if the breeder is a home breeder, often they will be kept in a back room or a room that's separate from the main components of the house. So for those first two to eight weeks, when it's really crucial that they learn about their environment, they're not necessarily encountering things that they will in later life. So common household sounds is a really big one. Mm. Uh, you'll get cats that are fearful of noises, such as the, the hoof of the vacuum cleaner comes up quite a bit. You'll get cats when they're older fearful of uh, fireworks. And we've already discussed that fear around people. If we do not do appropriate socialization during this period, 
those behaviours are more likely to, to happen or show themselves. Um, now, socialisation does not, appropriate socialisation does not guarantee your cat will have a, a wonderful, happy life. Yeah. But without it, you can almost be certain that it is not going to, to work. Now, we know there's other factors. Um, <coughs> I mean, genetics play a, a role as well, and also the uh, stress if the queen, the pregnant mother, is in stress yeah. uh, when pregnant and then having the kittens, that can affect the behaviour, but largely socialisation can help improve that. Uh, I've not fully worked on the analogy or metaphor, but I sort of uh, describe socialisation as if you've got the kitten at two weeks old uh, and you're starting a good socialisation plan, that is sort of like buying 80% of the lottery tickets for this right. week's lottery. Yeah. You can't be absolutely guaranteed that you're going to win, but you've got a significantly good chance. The later in that process, so three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, you start appropriate socialisation, you're reducing your percentage of lottery tickets. So you can have sort of 50-50. Then if you're getting a kitten that is at seven weeks old, you can start doing <coughs> pardon me, a little bit of socialisation and it may work, but the odds are largely stacked against you. And then after eight weeks, uh, you've got no lottery tickets. You've not. Then it's over to habituation and things like yeah, that, isn't it? Which a lot more difficult. I can imagine. And also, again, from the cat's point of view, you know, from a well, if you think about the welfare aspect, it's massively important to try. Like you said, you know, I like what you said earlier, setting them up to to get it right and to win, basically, isn't it? And again, it's just such a welfare question straight from the word go. So yeah, absolutely. People don't necessarily take it if their cat is hiding away for large majority parts of the day or if the cat is fearful of people or the cat is easily startled they don't take that necessarily as a welfare issue which i think is uh, unfortunate and we need to look at the, the the wider welfare of the cat it's our duty as well, whether we are rescues or breeders or just individuals with litters to set that cat up to have the the best uh, possible life and you can look at it from the, the cat's point of view, the kitten's point of view. We want them to be happy and healthy and content in life and not develop behavioural problems. Mm. If you're looking at it from a person point of view, if the, if the cat argument doesn't sway you, whether you're a rescue centre or a breeder or a vet that is uh, advising or, or, or giving advice in this area, you want to be trusted as a source of, of reputable information. If you're a breeder or a rescue centre, you want people to come to you, get a kitten and then recommend you to the friends because you can say, oh, this breeder or this rescue centre, they talk me through all of this which they've done with the socialisation, so I know they've done everything possible to, to make my kitten happy and healthy. So as a, um, I'll air quote again, business venture from the person point of view, it makes much more sense for you to take that extra time to socialise your kittens because it will be more beneficial for you as an individual, but also massively from the cat's perspective is it's hugely important yeah no and it's it's quite interesting because if you start thinking about you know who is kitten socialization actually for and you kind of straight away probably think oh i'm not breeding any kittens so it's probably not for me but when you start thinking about it there's actually a lot of people that have potentially got quite a bit of a role to play you know be it the breeder be it somebody at a rescue center like you say you know even fosterers or something to that extent but then also the veterinary profession i do think has got a role to play in the sense that they can point potential breeders or even people that have got a litter at home and towards the right resources and make sure they're actually doing the right things to set those litters up straight from the word go, isn't it? Absolutely. I sort of think of vets as the, the connection. So whether you are a breeder, a rescue centre, member of public, almost everyone, most people nowadays uh, who are being responsible, will come to the vet, whether it's for vaccinations or whether it's for advice. So the vets are able to 
they sort of get people from all different walks of life and all different aspects. So if the veterinary professions have the, the right tools to, to recommend to people and have the right signposts to give to people, then they have a huge role. So they may not necessarily be socialising in the kittens themselves, but they can make sure that the people who are coming to them mm. Uh, know that there are tools available they can also make sure in public who don't necessarily have a kitten uh, in that two day a week old period that they know what to look for whenever they are getting a kitten in the future and, yeah. and that's a, a big thing a lot of uh, people and members of public they get excited by the idea of kitten socialisation oh, how can we do it, how can we improve our cats realistically for the most part um, kittens should be going home at least eight weeks old if not slightly older so members of public who are getting these cats whether from a breeder or a rescue centre aren't going to have any real impact on that socialisation period between two to eight weeks old however if you're armed with the knowledge of what is good socialisation and what I should expect and what standards I can hold a breeder or a rescue centre to, then you're in a better position to make sure you're getting a, a cat from an appropriate source. If you're sort of going in and the breeder or the rescue centre don't really do much of a socialisation programme, don't really know what socialisation is and, and, and how important it is, then you, if you don't know any better, then you're just going to go along with it. If you know actually kittens need really good socialisation, then you can say, aha, you're not necessarily for me, I'm going to go somewhere else. That's right, and yeah. And that's as, as vets, you can sort of help and guide people towards that information of this is what you need uh, to look out for. Yeah. Because a lot of people, you hear a lot of conversations about puppy socialisation. Exactly. Certainly professionally, but kitten socialisation doesn't seem to get as much... Um, appreciation I think part of that is because puppy socialisation a lot of people focus on the aspect of dog to dog interactions cats being a solitary species it, it's not as um, uh, as well thought of but there are other aspects of socialisation to people to science to household environments uh, that is crucially an equal environment so if if you're a vet a veterinary practice that really promotes puppy socialization but not necessarily kitten socialization then you sort of uh, there's room to grow in that area because kitten socialization is equally as important mm, i think that's a really good point to make so daniel is can every cat be socialized or is there any sort of candidates that you would exclude from this process um, all cats, if they are uh, within the process, the age range of two to eight weeks, have a potential of being socialised. Um, cats over eight weeks old that have not um, had any positive human interactions, we would not try and socialise. And again, as we will get into a really grey area with the worry, people use the word um, uh, socialisation. So if cats have been exposed to um, positive human contact between two to eight weeks, there's a bit of a tail off after the eight weeks of the continuous continuing of socialization yeah. if the cat has had uh, no real or no positive exposure to human contact after eight weeks we would class that as a feral now there's no set definition of feral but cat's protection and uh, international cat care we largely have similar ideas of, of what we define as a feral and that is a a cat a kitten that has had no positive human interactions uh, between in its sensitive socialization period so between two and eight weeks old so if you are finding a kitten that is over eight weeks old and has no interaction to people that is what we would define as a feral cat now people will often find uh, feral kittens uh, eight nine ten weeks old and they will try and bring them round we say that is not necessarily in the best interest because you've missed that really important stage of, of two to eight weeks old and although they'll look small and vulnerable they are already sort of their brain has 
developed during that key important process and humans have not been part of that so then they find people quite fearful so it's often contrary to the welfare to bring them into an environment uh, where people uh, spring uh, them around yeah, so to absolutely. speak isn't it yeah, yeah and it's if you're absolutely um, terrified of clowns it's like locking you in a room with, with clowns yeah. as, it, as it would be and and that is really important that we don't sort of try and socialize a because it's inaccurate if we go back to our definitions and what we're looking at that socialization period they've already missed out on it yeah. um and and just from a welfare point of view it can, can be quite detrimental for them yeah. uh, so socialization uh, is very important if they don't have it after those eight weeks you can't get that time back that cat is a, a feral cat was not best for its welfare maybe actually just in the environment that it is mm. in the other slightly grayer of that is of course uh, situations where we find cats in uh, hoarding situations uh, so they come from a home environment so it might be assumed that they have human interaction yeah. but actually there's a good chance they may not have had human interaction there may be a good chance that the uh, person that was responsible for the household doesn't even know that the individual cat or kitten exists and that's where sort of people say uh, they'll have different names for like an indoor feral and, and mm. things like that. We would still class it as a feral cat. It has not had positive social interaction. So just because it's been born in the house doesn't necessarily guarantee that it has actually had human contact in the socialization period, That's uh, right. which is important. Yeah, and I think we've had a fair few of those coming through over the time over the years. I definitely yeah, remember one vividly that came in, which was a really fearful cat, and I was involved with its desensitization to make sure I'm using <laughs> the right <laughs> word. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was really quite sad to see, actually. You know, where okay. you think this was a young cat of a year old who was just literally scared of life and everybody around it. Um, but yeah, he came right in the end. But um, it again just highlights the importance of getting it right from the word go, setting them up to win, basically, isn't it? So. Absolutely, and that, and that idea of that it, it's it's no longer just not that they are in a home environment or yeah. that they are near people. It is a, a real sort of constructive, appropriate socialization plan. Uh, that needs to be put in place. Okay, so that leads us on nicely, um, Daniel. How do we do this at Cats Protection? Obviously, you know, we're talking about a shelter environment. We have got adoption centres, we've got foster homes. How do you how do you go about, you know, within the, this charity, basically? How did you start getting this up and running? Or, you know, what do we do? How do we do it? Talk us through the process. I know you could probably talk for hours and days or something. <laughs> but if you want to just give us an idea of, of the whole process, that'd be grand. Well, uh, the real sort of simple overview of it would be that a few years ago, uh, Cats Protection worked with Dr. Rachel Casey, and she uh, created a kitten socialization chart uh, and we sort of said that's the best guide, that's what we get people to follow within our care and, and people out of care and, and other shelters would be uh, advised to follow and it just sort of breaks down what the, the kittens need to be exposed to. So obviously the first thing is people. Uh, now obviously exposure to people interactions with kittens also will usually involve people interactions with the queen or the mother. So that's why we always say before you start socialization where possible, try and build a bond with the mother because mm. that can often cause a lot of stress for the queen in, in herself if, if she's fearful of people and you're going in to socialize the, the kittens and that can almost undo all the, the the work that you're putting into it so it's not always feasible in a shelter or a rescue environment sometimes uh, the pregnant queens arrive right on the day that they are um, about to give birth but where possible try and build up that relationship with the queen before you're going to, to start to look at the socialization with the kittens, particularly in a shelter environment, uh, you have to always consider infection, infectious yeah. control, uh, and it's really important they are very vulnerable. Uh, so there's no point uh, creating them, 
so that they can be happy and content in life if they don't make it because the, they've had an infection passed on to them. So that's really crucial and I think sometimes gets overlooked because people are so much into the behaviour mindset, yeah. they forget some of the basics of the, the veterinary aspects of it as well. Uh, then you want to start the process nice and easy. So introduction to people, the reason we start about uh, two weeks old is obviously that's when their senses uh, are more switched on there. So that's when we start and just get the kittens uh, used to our presence, uh, coming up, sniffing us, being comfortable being around us. Then over the weeks we want to gradually introduce handling to them. Uh, so in the initial stage, picking them up, setting them down, picking them up, setting them down. Uh, a lot of people just sort of go in uh, very hard, very fast. So they'll go in, they'll pick up the kitten and just cuddle it for sure. a long, long time, which is <laughs> under, completely understandable. But we want to make sure it's kept nice and brief and short. If at any point the, the kitten looks distressed or they're trying to get back to the litter mates, we want to give them that option to return there. We don't right. sort of force that interaction yeah. on them too much. Then over the process, you're going to make the handling a little bit more complex. So it's not just about um, picking them up and giving them a gradual stroke. You might want to just touch their ears, pretend to look in their ears. You want to stroke down their paws and sort of spread out their their toes and, and their nails. And that's yeah. something that a lot of people have. They have, they have adult cats that are uh, great with people, love people, happy for a fuss. Do not like formal handling. That's right. Um, that's a very yeah. good, that's a very good <laughs> Been on the sharp end of those <laughs> cats a couple of times. Yes. Whether it's uh, ears, eyes, or, or paws, and part of that can be down to socialization as well. So it can't be a guarantee that just because you're holding your cat, that the cat, uh, the kitten is going to enjoy handling for the rest of, of course, life. It needs yeah. to be a positive and needs to be sort of thorough in the air. Now, we're not saying give the, the kitten a full vet check every single day, but just the idea of you could gently stroking down the paws, looking in the ears, stroking down the back end yeah. as well. Of course, looking out for signs of distress, if the, cat, the kitten looks distressed, you're going to uh, sit it down. You might go back a step, so go back to just giving a simple uh, stroke and then over time slowly build up to the uh, to the ears again. Maybe you just went a bit too fast from uh, stroking at the back to, to, to holding the ears or, or looking at the ears. Yeah. So just nice and gradual. And the other thing that you can do, and it's quite passive from a human point of view, is uh, to start getting the kitten used to sounds, and that's a, a, a really big thing. Obviously, the PDSA paw report comes out every year. Uh, things that often come up are fireworks and vacuum cleaners and other noises that cats are fearful of, which they don't have to be. Although it's sometimes taken as, oh, it's, it's it just happens, cats are fearful of fireworks or they're fearful of, of vacuum cleaners, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Um, so getting a, a sound socialisation uh, CD is hugely important. Um, so you're just going to play that at least once a day and get the kittens used to um, normal household uh, sounds. We'd habituate them to the sound. So that is everything that we almost take for granted. So you, uh, uh, loud noises, coughing, sneezing, uh, shouting, the sound of children, sounds of babies, fireworks is really important as we mentioned. Uh, weather as well, a lot of uh, animals mm, can be by the weather, the yeah. wind and the heavy rain. Uh, household sounds like uh, kettles and music and other yeah. aspects. Doorbells. Like Doorbells is yeah, a, is a really a, common one. Yeah, huge variety with Absolutely. that alone, but yeah. And that's something that, that comes up as well with, with all the cats and, and behaviour problems. They'll say, my cat is very fearful of um, people, and part of that even stems from the fact of the association of the doorbell and with people as well. I get it, yeah. Because they're not even comfortable, so they're fearful before the person even comes into the house because they've been warned, basically, or, haven't yeah, they? So, yeah, okay. The doorbell can be. Um, fear inducing for them as well so that is just something you can um uh, in the in the show environment you can easily uh, play in a, a cd or um uh, from a tablet and just gradually get them used and obviously you don't want to have a very very loud sure, and yeah. just uh, nice gradually in the background just sort of play that every day and they will become a 
associated with those sounds. Other things that, that come up are sort of lifestyle, what we want for our cats in the, in the future. If they've been exposed to lots of different litter types as mm -hmm. kittens, they may be more uh, comfortable with it later in life. And again, that's something that we won't see the benefit of. And you almost think, why, why am I putting this effort in? But you know, when that cat goes ho uh, home, if as often happens, the owners change the litter tray yeah. or the litter gets st uh, stocky and made and they have to switch to a different one, yeah. that they will be more easily uh, comfortable with the new litter than just this one litter so if they're a kitten in their care and they only ever have the wood chip litter and they go home and someone give them gravel litter or something different they may struggle with that whereas if they've been used to different litter types um throughout those two day weeks it can make it uh, a whole lot easier for them and other aspects as well of, of toys and introducing things like that for them it is hugely important for them to sort of get exposed to that so if we sort of think anything that our adult cat is going to have to deal with or be exposed to if we can introduce it in a um, positive way in this uh, time frame is hugely beneficial for them. Yeah it sounds cool, like quite an involved process but I think in a way it's also can be part of the interaction that we have with the kittens rather than just sitting there looking at them watching them play. There's so much more stuff we can actually get hands on straight away at the right time obviously as per socialization yeah. plan isn't it so in a way it's quite rewarding for us to know we're Absolutely. playing with the kittens but at the same time socializing and, and again setting them up from the word go isn't it? Absolutely I think uh, people can sometimes uh, think that play playing with a kitten is, isn't real work, but yeah. like I say, in, in the right way it's hugely important. The same with um, doing appropriate handling and things like that. Yeah, it's just falling out of the trap of sort of just going in and either sitting with the cat and just thinking, well, they can see me and they can see me yeah. not doing anything bad. That's right, yeah. To, know that it's I'm going to be fine yeah, exactly. yeah or the flip side of people going in and, and doing too much the the wonderful thing about all aspects of behavior from from socialization all the way is often lots but very short periods of time so okay. we're talking about doing these handling um sessions with the kitten we're literally talking seconds or minutes it's not a it sounds when if you get a, a chart out and look at the chart uh, it's it sounds like oh and this is a lot of work but actually minutes of your day that it takes up is yeah. very very minimal now obviously in a shelter environment if you've got lots of layers of kittens <laughs> those minutes can, can add up a little That's bit right, but yeah. hopefully you've got lots of uh, volunteers and staff but the idea is that make the few minutes count a lot more than just going in and sitting for 20 minutes yeah. with the cat if you can go in introduce yourself do a little bit of handling with them do a little bit of toy play you will get further with those few minutes than you will do if you just sort of stand outside looking at them or you're sort of cradling them for 24 hours while they're there the other thing that comes up a lot is is children and it's a very similar thing uh if the kittens are exposed to children it needs to be nice and positive people often think that oh my kitten has seen children therefore it's it is fine, fine with children yeah. if they've been very full on it may uh, cause problems or if they've just been in the vicinity it doesn't necessarily guarantee so it needs to be a little bit of uh, appropriate interaction but uh, the socialization chart that we use um, internally uh, is now being made available uh, externally as well so that's on our, our, our website and it's a really nice guide and obviously people might have their own variations but it sort of covers the main things about uh, people handling signs and the other essential aspects for life as well and if you can be more systematic about it that makes a huge difference because even myself when I'm doing stuff I can think of oh, where did I leave it off yesterday or how much of yes. this did I do or yeah. in my head I'm thinking I did five minutes or something but actually I look at my phone and only a minute has passed that's or, right or yeah so having the chart to be really systematic about it makes a huge difference and with behavior it's often the small changes make the, the biggest of difference and, and some people think they're doing something but just need a little bit of a tweak and that will make all the difference of having something you can systematically look at what you've done is really useful from my 
personal perspective, I also think it's something good to then show whoever is taking That's the, right. the, yeah. the, the kitten on. You can say, this is what we've done with them and, and how they responded to this. Yeah. You, as, a, as an organisation, as a shelter or even as, as a breeder, you are providing the future owner and the future home with more information about the kitten, but also showing that you have been putting the work in with this mm. kitten. You've not just sort of left them alone for eight weeks and not That's sort of a good point, the yeah. No, I like that. I've, I mean, I've, I've seen the chart and, you know, I've obviously sort of used it in certain situations and things, and I think it's brilliant. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tick chart <laughs> person in any case, because I, like you said, you know, I think it just keeps track of what you're doing. Um, and especially if you've got a litter of six kittens, you can't remember Absolutely. which one was scared of the Hoover <laughs> three days ago, whereas obviously you pick that up and it's good to just make little notes there and sort of make sure you focus on whatever that kitten needs. And Because it is quite individual as well, isn't it? Every kitten will react differently. Yeah, very much every, every kitten will react individually. Most of us have seen litters of kittens where you will get some that would be defined as uh, bold and, yeah. and some that shy away. And, and like we said, there's lots of different layers to sort of and I'll, I'll use it as a bit of a term uh, creating the kitten's personality whether they are, are, are comfortable or not and that comes from uh, genetics obviously normally kittens can have different fathers uh, from that's the same right American, yeah different fathers and, and different experiences and things like that so it's all layered and we sort of know is that just this socialization gives them a pretty solid foundation and base so you're always going to get the same you're not going to have a, a six identical of course kittens, no matter how effective your socialization is there's always going to be variations and that's sometimes as well we have um people within the cats protection network they maybe feel that they've done something wrong because they've followed a socialization um a program but maybe one of the cats is still a little bit nervous and yeah and that's what i said with my sort of lottery ticket analogy you only buy 80 percent of the tickets there's still a chance that other factors that are beyond our control mm. will affect this but for the most part you are um setting the cat up with with more skills than it would have had if you didn't socialize yeah. and those other factors will play a role but the kitten's a lot better off than if it didn't have any socialization it's really interesting isn't it because it's a whole nature nurture question in Absolutely. a way isn't it where you think yeah it does have a like you said you know the 20 percent that you can't control but you've got actually a huge chance of making it better as much as you can Absolutely. isn't it so yeah. I think that's and, and it's, it's quite empowering in a way equal in, in the sort of nurture nature debate but the idea is that you can't solve all of the problems or you can't instantly guarantee that, that the kitten is going to have a, a better life but you can always improve it yeah. and that's what we say in all sort of aspects of behaviour if there's behaviour problems in life it's making those small changes to improve it we don't instantly get a quick fix but if we're progressing the cat in the right direction that's what we want and that's with socialisation if it's done right you're always going to progress the cat no matter what the cat has uh, come from what the genetics are how they are the queen was you're always going to have that kitten in a better position than it was mm. that may mean that two kittens are different one kitten's super comfortable with people and handling in all aspects and, and one kitten is still a little bit nervous around people but that kitten is still going to be better than um than it was um and and the other thing uh, just what i want to sort of discuss in it is the idea of uh, equal parts so people will often um say that their, their cat their adult cat doesn't like people and it's really uncomfortable around people when in actual fact they've got a cat that is comfortable with people but doesn't like handling uh, okay, and again yeah. that comes back to the socialization it's all well and good getting a cat comfortable with our presence but if the cat isn't socialized well to, to handling then that's going to impact on, on the behavior as well so it's that aspect of each part needs to be thought of and, uh, and the effort put in and we all know that um cats aren't born necessarily needing lots of hands-on attention yes. something that's, that's learned they're a solitary uh, um, animal so it, so it's important that the cats sort of learn to 
accept uh, handling at a very basic level for when we need to do vet checks, but then they can learn to enjoy it and seek it out uh, as well. So that all happens within the socialization period and that's equally important as getting them used to people, as to getting them used to handling, as to getting them used to sounds. And whenever cats are older, if anything develops, it always breaks down on then a lot more generally of, oh, the cat's just a nervous cat or the cat doesn't like uh, people, it doesn't yeah. handle, or there's always more specifics to it. Much more nuances to, to it, Absolutely, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I think, just thinking, the other thing that obviously about the socialisation is really good, especially in a shelter situation, I suppose also from a breeder point of view, is once you know your kittens are doing the socialisation period, you probably can match them much more appropriately with the right home environment as well, isn't it? If you know one kitten is for example much more shy if we want to call it that you know you probably wouldn't send it off into a busy family home whereas if you've got one of those bold kittens you're talking about you think that's probably a kitten that could cope a lot better so it probably helps you with that as well wouldn't it absolutely i think that, that, that that's a very valid point and it's hugely important to, again when it comes to the idea of having a systematic plan of socialization in that people will often think oh well i spend time with the litter i know who's mm. more comfortable and who's the bold one but yeah. again if you look at the kittens you might actually find that he's quite uncomfortable with handling a little bit shy around handling but absolutely loves his toy and sort of little nuances like that are are information that you can then pass on and here's a good way of building the bond because yeah. a lot of people think oh the best way to build a bond with the cat is to stroke him Cuddle it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't necessarily like but if you've got that sort of information of actually if you play with him that will help you build a bond it's not going to necessarily guarantee that he uh, enjoys handling but you can send that kitten home so they're not going to become sensitized to handling with people over handling it and fussing it but actually you've got a better chance of building a bond because you've advised them on on what the uh, the best way to, to bond with that kitten is what it likes and, and what it enjoys and i think that is hugely important that information that we, we can pass on and the more we sit down and objectively look at it will make a, a huge difference so uh, in all forms of, of sort of work in uh, rescue for, for dogs and cats and that idea of assessments now assessments in themselves are never a guarantee of, of a behaviour or understanding but just sort of taking that time to sit back and consider the yeah. behaviour of the cat and what's been offered uh, is a different mindset than when you're just sort of looking at the cat if you're just sort of popping into the pen and going oh hi how are you today you're sweet you're cute and sitting and talking for those five minutes having that objective mindset of sitting back and looking at them in terms of what are they like with this what are they like with that what are they like with this other thing you get far more information about the cat that is actually tangible and useful for like you say when when the kitten goes home and, and for pairing it up with the right home mm. environment yeah which hopefully means it's got a home forever not just for Absolutely. a short period so of time until the next problem arises <laughs> isn't it yeah so is this a process that actually is it is it bulletproof or can things go wrong when you're talking about socialization i'm sure you've you know sort of mentioned a couple of instances earlier but what do we need to see, be aware of, or what you know? How can it be done wrong? Yeah, absolutely. Things can go uh, wrong uh, again, just because we're on the vet <laughs> level. Um, the the infection control, if that's not done right, that can obviously go horrendously wrong yes. if, you, if you're passing on something particularly nasty. But from from the more behavioural perspective, um, you can do too much. Is okay. often the big thing that goes wrong with socialisation is that you're 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 too much too soon, and then that sort of puts the cats off. So, like we say, um, having the people that uh, go in and they just have almost a stranglehold of the kitten because they're so adorable and don't want to let them go they don't pick up when the kitten is distressed and they sort, yeah. of sort of force that interaction through that can often be quite problematic and we talk about having appropriate um, socialization and, and positive experiences that can very quickly become a negative experience and that is what we don't, don't want. want a negative yeah. experience can almost be as bad as no experience sure. um, if not worse potentially yeah. isn't it yeah absolutely uh, if we want to live in a, a domestic environment so that is the big 
thing of, of how it goes wrong is if people do. Often as well, sometimes socialisation, you get people that either start too late or yeah. they start swinging job off and you really want to continue this process every day. You may think, well, why am I playing these kind of socialisation sounds uh, from their second week right through to th their eight weeks? And that's hugely important that uh, it continually builds those um, sort of pathways in the brain and make those associations. That's not necessarily something that happens with just one right, yeah, CD yeah. or one time that they are stroked. So it's really essential to be there every day. Now, obviously, real-world environment, if you're in a sheltered environment, there may be a day when you're absolutely short-staffed and, and you miss out on one day. But doing it every other day, again, like we say, it's the more you time you, you apply to it, the, the more often you can do it, the, the more you set the cat up to succeed. So if you are missing out one, don't then let that roll into missing out two days, yeah. three days, yeah. four days. You can't really get make up for lost time in this process, can you? You can't make up for lost time, but then don't sort of think that what you you can't do a little bit yeah. more the, the next days, don't just sort of give up on it. And I think that's being consistent with it from sort of, sort of two weeks to, to eight weeks old. Uh, and also just sort of wanting too much too soon is, is often where people go wrong with it. I think people who are, who are listening to this and people who are engaging with socialization are often over the first hurdle. A, a big problem, big hurdle is just that people don't appreciate the need for socialization. Yeah. And once people sort of go, oh, that's why socialization is important, that's why this uh, a sensitive socialization period is so important, then they can start to twig into, okay, this is why we need to do it. So for a lot of instances and, and a, a level of public consciousness, it's just getting that awareness out there that people need to socialise their kittens, whether it's a reader, a rescue centre, or sort of general public who have had uh, an accidental litter. So that's often the first hurdle. Yeah. And then it's sort of, once you're doing it, just making sure you get it right when you're doing it. And you're not Perfect. So you said about the kitten socialization chart that we obviously use within Cats Protection now being available externally as well. Where can people, if people are interested, even just to find out more to start off with, you know, just learning more about it, but then also trying to direct maybe uh, potential breeders or, you know, people who have got a litter, where, where can they have a look? Okay, well, we have a shiny new website uh, that's gone up in 2019. Uh, so the website is www.cats.org.uk forward slash kitten dash socialization <laughs> Or if you put well cat protection, <laughs> cancer socialization into uh, Google, it yeah. should uh, it should pop up. Perfect. Um, okay. Not really www dot anymore. Um, but if you if you just type it in, that should bring us. Also, the is another website cats uk forward slash kittens dash signs will link you back to the same web page if you struggle spelling socialization uh, or try and spell it the, the American way it is the uh, English spelling of, uh, of socialization so the the website is, is being created uh, both for for internal use but also for for external use so on the web page we have sort of a, an introduction of what is socialization why we do it yeah. um, it's probably described more succinctly than I, I'm able to put it um, but on there we have the socialization chart and that is downloadable so rescue center or if you are in a vet practice that works with rescue centers you can say hey have you checked I this like out you that, can download yeah. it yourself and, and give it to them uh, obviously free of charge it's not it's not anything we charge for the big thing or the exciting thing that I was really excited about is that uh, in 2018 Cats Protection uh, made their own uh, socialization CD so I think it's I think on the CD it's over 55 household signs uh, <laughs> for uh, for your kittens we have all of those signs, that entire sound library is available on that web page as well, so Perfect. people can stream it. Uh, so we put that initially up so people have access to free 
kit inside socialization material but also nowadays a lot of people don't have uh, that's right cd, CD players. players so if you've got uh, especially a not in a shelter phone, absolutely <laughs> <laughs> just one in each pen yeah. um so uh, with pens uh, if you've got your, your tablets or phones or elements like that you can stream the sounds and it works the exact same way the instructions on how to use either the cd which i think we do sell externally but it is there free online if you use that there are instructions on how to use the sounds um, with that there's also a five-minute video featuring me um, and some kittens and some kittens um, <laughs> so that's a, a win-lose scenario there and you get the kittens but you have to, to see me as well so it's just what we wanted to do was sort of create a hub and like you say somewhere that you can direct people um, to so everything on that page is pretty much all you need your sort of kitten socialization starter pack and yeah, that is everything you it. need but it's also just to then have a place, place to signpost people to, oh, have you seen Cats Protection Kitten Socialization? For people who don't really think about socialization, they can click onto it and then they can read, oh, this is why socialization yeah. is, is important. And that's, it's really important to us that we have that information available externally as well as uh, internally, because obviously it's, it's wonderful, it's important for our cats, but also uh, breeders and members of the public. The idea is that we want all cats to be healthy and all cats to be happy. So even though um, breeders are slightly different to how we work, we're all about rescue and rehoming, we want those cat, those kittens to, to go into their homes and be happy and mm. to not end up in care in a couple of years' time because they were poorly socialised. We don't want them ending up in cats protection because they didn't get that appropriate socialisation. So that's why we really want to make sure that people have access to that information uh, and the resources such as the science socialisation. Because a lot of the time, People hear about it, but they don't know where to start or where That's to begin. Right. So we just yeah. want people to have that, and particularly for vets, it's a uh, it's all on the one page. So it's somewhere that you can direct people to. If you've got a breeder that comes to you regularly, you can direct them to that. You can have a look yourself, so you're well informed, so you can discuss exactly. with members yeah. of the public. Um, but it's a really sort of nice. Uh, thing and something we're really sort of proud of that we have all this kitten socialization. Yeah, I had a look through and I absolutely loved it. So I was like, oh, yeah, good, I, I, I thought it was really good. And like you say, quite comprehensive in the sense that there's not reams and reams of loads of click throughs and things. It's all, yeah. you know, in one page, nice together. Quite user friendly, as I call yeah. it, which is really good. But for anybody listening, we are going to put all the links um, Daniel recited so beautifully <laughs> for us into the show notes. So hopefully you can just click directly and find that website as well and have a look yourself and then hopefully pass that on to the relevant parties as well so um daniel is there anything else i think i've kind of run out of questions in the sense that i think you've given a very comprehensive background and information regarding kitten socialization anything else you want to add uh, not necessarily just to sort of summarize kitten socialization is is hugely important if we are able to have all kittens appropriately socialized the amount of behavior problems we would see later in life would be significantly reduced uh, and aspects from if I appeal to the veterinary side of things if you're encouraging people to socialize their kittens well to handling then hopefully you'll have less stress later <laughs> on in the vet surgery <laughs> when the kittens come in and it's, it's never had any proper exposure to, to handling so, so it hits it but uh, just to really highlight the importance of those uh, first uh, two to eight weeks are, are essential and, and they're really important for our um, cats but the cats at that stage are not with the people who then want that cat for life so it's 
it's our sort of duty to compel the people, whether they are rescues or breeders, of why it is good for the cat and good for them to, to carry out the appropriate socialisation and just make sure they understand why it is important. There's no point in just saying it, they sort of understand why it is so important for them. But it's uh, it, it's relatively simple. The, the chart there sort of talks you through week by week what you need to do, little tick boxes uh, to keep you going. So it's actually all relatively easy. And it's not, like I say, you look at it and there's all these boxes to tick, but time-wise, we're talking sort of minutes out of your day. Right. It's not yeah. taking hours and hours and hours out of your day. It's something that is actually quite manageable in a shelter environment or, or in a breeding environment uh, yeah. or home environment. Uh, is, but it's, it's hugely important and it is sort of the basis of good socialisation will then make it easier uh, for that cat later in life uh, and prevent behavioural problems uh, as well. Perfect. No, thanks so much for your time, Daniel. Well, I really appreciate it and especially also for sharing your expertise. I'm sure we'll have you back on the podcast talking more behaviour because, as I said, you know, it's hugely important in okay. cats and I know in veterinary practices we do see a lot of behavioural issues that actually potentially lead to medical issues as well. So obviously, again, impacts Absolutely. cat welfare negatively. So I'm sure I'll come and squeeze your brain again at okay, some point I'm in the future. <laughs> no thanks so much, Daniel, and um, we'll speak to you again soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.